thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We saved your seat and it's a good seat because it's a seat around the Word. And we say this, bring your faith. Release your faith. Uh, the doer, it, we're blessed to hear, but it's the doer that's really blessed. Amen. So we're not just gathering up info. We're learning how to better do um, our part. Amen. We began teaching on the previous episode about following the Holy Spirit. My, 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 to think of this, that we have the divine genius on the inside of us. Why in the world would we flip to our natural minds when we could draw on the divine genius? Why would we, why would we get entrenched in the circumstances that surround us in life when we can live at the guidance of the divine genius? Amen. No use being led by a circumstance when the divine genius offers himself. Right. Amen. Um, it's not about getting God to lead us. It's about learning to turn toward the divine genius, letting him know he's welcome. Amen. Welcome here. Welcome to lead us and welcome into the daily situations of our life. He will not force himself in. So the more we turn toward him and give him attention, the more he will make his genius known to us. Amen. Why? He takes the wisdom of God and he knows the mind of God. He knows the will of God for our situation and he speaks to us from God's mind. Amen. We need it. I said we need it. And so thank God he is the indwelling one and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. Um, the spirit of God is endeavoring to lead every single one of us, but many people don't know that. So therefore they don't know to give him the place and the attention. They don't even know many times until we're taught. We don't know how to recognize how he leads, what his leading looks like. Yes. So we're going to be taking the next several episodes. Who knows? It could be weeks. It could be months. <laughs> However long it takes till we get said what, what we want said. Uh, but the Holy Spirit will lead us into the word. He'll lead us into revelation. He'll lead us into the answers for our life. The better we follow, the more we're going to experience of God's best. Amen. Amen. Dad Hagen, who is our spiritual father, made this statement to us often. And he would say, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Now, see, if we're going to follow our mind, our mind will help us into failure. If we're going to follow our feelings, that can help us into failure. But if we'll learn to follow our spirit where the Holy Spirit dwells, 
then now we're tapping into a divine flow. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want help in every arena of life. Not only that, I want it 24 hours a day at my disposal. I don't just want divine help when I'm sitting in a church service. Divine help comes then, but it's, our help isn't limited to a church service. We have the Holy Spirit who dwells within. He abides in us. Why? Well, number one, we can't misplace him <laughs> because he's inside. He's not out here where we misplace and say, I don't know where my help went. No, he's in us. But not only that, we have him 24 hours a day. And the more we turn to him, the more he'll be able to help us. Amen. If we ignore him and we ignore his help, he will not force his way into the flow of our life. Um, all he needs is our cooperation. Um, Our turning toward him is us inviting his input. Amen. There's nothing that really, if I could say this, can, um, can be less welcome than someone who gives counsel without invitation. (laughs) <laughs> right? I mean, have you, have you ever been in a setting and somebody just, well, I tell you what y'all need to do. You need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do this. And every time you see them, I, this is what you need. It's like, uh, maybe, I'll eat, maybe I'll move my plate down here and sit down at the other end. Why? Because uh, unwelcome input uh, is unwelcome, right? But that's not the Holy Spirit. His input is to always be welcome, but he will not offer it in an unwelcoming setting. Meaning this, we have to say, we want your input. We want your, you to lead. We want your, you are a lead. You are a guide. You are a teacher. You are a helper, but we want it. Amen. We invite you. And the more attention we give him, the more we'll be a partaker of what he brings to us. Amen. He's the divine genius within. It would behoove us to listen to him. Amen. As we take time to feed on the word and to pray in other tongues, speaking in the spirit, our spirit will become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit who's in us. Now, listen to that. That is key. If people, if we're not going to be um, faithful toward the word, to feed on the word, if we're not going to um, take time to pray in the spirit, we're not going to develop the sensitivity to the spirit that we could have. So we determine how sensitive we are to him, not him. We're the ones who determine that. Um, We know him by spending time in communion with him, um, listening to him. It needs to matter to us that we don't grieve him, that he's, pleased by us inviting his input. You know, my husband and I, our, when we got together, we were married almost 30 years. And uh, when we got married, we didn't know each other that well. It was a very unusual setup (laughs) and one we don't urge you to try to repeat or imitate. It worked for us because it was God's way for us, but it happened very quickly within weeks from the time we met to the time we married. Um, But of course, God dealt with us in a, if I could say this a more dramatic way that we knew it was the plan of God. Um, 
but I knew him far better after the first year than I did when I met him. I knew him far better five years later into the marriage, 10 years. Um, Early on in the marriage, uh, we were more verbal in the sense of communicating to each other what our likes or dislikes or what we meant, explaining ourselves to each other. But there came a time when I go, I I understand the way he thinks. I know where he's going with this conversation. For example, if we were out to dinner with people and somebody said something um, and asked him a question, early on, I didn't know what his response would be toward that question. But if I heard him answer the same question 10 years later, before he even started the conversation, I knew where he was headed because I was acquainted with how he answered things. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. Not that we're second guessing him, but we can learn him. Yeah. We can know, oh, I, I recognize the Holy Spirit because he would flow this way. And I recognize what isn't the Holy Spirit because he would never flow this way. So we need to become acquainted with his ways. I said become acquainted with his ways. As we take time to feed on the word and as we take time to pray in the spirit, we, our own spirit becomes more sensitive to the divine genius in us. Now, when I I talk about praying in the spirit, to receive the greatest help and benefit of praying in the spirit, quiet your mind. Focus on your spirit while you're praying in the spirit. Because if you don't develop that discipline, you can pray in the spirit and your mind is active on other things. And when the Holy Spirit's trying to communicate something from your spirit to your mind, you'll miss it Mm -hmm. if your mind is active. So when you take time to pray in the spirit, quiet the mind, put it in neutral, take it off the business affairs of the day and turn toward your spirit. Why? Because you know things in your spirit that really haven't even enlightened your mind yet. God does not speak to your mind. He speaks to your spirit. He's a spirit. He's going to speak to you through your spirit. But once he's communicated something to your spirit, your mind needs to catch that. Your mind needs to receive that light. If I could say this, what he says to you floats up from your spirit and enlightens your mind. You go, oh, now I know what to do. You see. But if our mind is busy, occupied, thinking just the thoughts of the day, because you can pray in the spirit and let your mind think something else. Why? Because the words you're speaking when you pray in the spirit didn't come from your mind. They bypassed your mind. The Bible tells us that when we pray in the spirit, our understanding or our mind's unfruitful. What's it mean? It did not involve our mind. It bypassed our mind. You can pray in the spirit and be thinking about something else. That's not going to be to our greatest advantage. It's fine like when you're driving down the car, driving in your car down the road and you're praying in other tongues, fellowshipping with God. And I hope you're thinking about your driving, right? (laughs) You don't want to check out at that moment. But what's that? You're just edifying yourself, praying in other tongues. But when you need to hear an answer for a situation you're facing, you're going to have to make sure that you quiet your mind so that you can hear. Let me say it this way. If I fill up my hands with stuff, I fill up my hands and somebody wants to hand me something 
uh, sorry, my hands are full. Yeah. Right? right? If the Holy Spirit wants to hand you the knowledge of what God is leading you to do, but your mind is already full. Right. It's already occupied with something else. You're going to miss what he's trying to hand you. You're going to miss what he's trying to pass to you. So you can pray in the spirit and edify yourself. But when you're needing an answer, when you're needing clarity, when you're needing direction, you're going to have to quiet your mind. And don't get in the bad habit of letting the mind race while you're praying in the spirit. That's a bad, that's a bad mental habit. And we have to practice quieting that mind. The best way to quiet your mind is focus on your spirit. What are, what are you sensing in your spirit? Amen. Or focus on the Lord Jesus. But I'm just saying this, quiet that mind from its own natural activity. Let me tell you of a time when this was so important to me. Uh, after my husband went home to be with the Lord, there were eight ma- major projects that he had started that needed to be completed. He had been working for about five years to get them completed. He had gotten them partially done, but they they needed to be finished. Uh, Two of them were to finish the construction on buildings. So I'm talking about major projects. I needed a large sum of money to finish one of those projects. And there were, if I could say this, one project was connected to another. So if I faltered on one project, it would have been a domino effect right down the road. So I, there, is, there was no room for faltering. Right. I could, there was, failure was not an option. <laughs> we don't ever treat failure like it's an option, but I'm saying it was critical that I, I made the right steps. So I had received a phone call, uh, a communication said, by tomorrow, we need to know where you're getting $400,000. Well, (laughs) if I knew that, that building would have already been finished, right? (laughs) And so I thought, well, I looked in my purse a few minutes ago and I didn't see it. (laughs) If somebody won't pass me their purse, I'll look through that too. But when, when that was put out there by, by tomorrow, we need to know where you're going to get $400,000. I could look all night in the catalog of my mind and not find the right page for that answer. If I knew it would have already been done. If you've, if you've tried to figure it out in five minutes and can't figure it out, probably your mind doesn't know it. Just realize that. I'm going to have to look somewhere else for this answer because it's not living here in my mind. I'm going to have to look somewhere else where that answer lives. And the thing I know about God is that nothing catches him off guard. When the people contacted me and said, by tomorrow, we need to know where you're going to get $400,000. That was news to me, but it wasn't news to God. He already had the answer prepared. Amen. So I approached that need as though God's already got the answer for this. All I need to do is hear what he knows. That's all I need. He's got a plan for this. I just need to hear the plan. That's all I need. I don't need to form the plan. I don't need to panic about the plan. I don't need to call 14 people and see if they got a plan. I need to hear the plan. That's all I need. It's already formulated. It's already prepared and waiting for me to turn to it, to acknowledge it, to invite that plan. 
So I received that communication. I was, um, I was in another state. I was on the road preaching. I had to go preach that night. Um, probably about 30 minutes before I had to go preach, I got that communication. We need to know by tomorrow where you're getting $400,000. Well, I don't have time for this right now. I don't have time. <laughs> I got to go preach. So I went and preached. I came back and I was, I was ready to go to bed. And I laid down and go, oh, they want to know. <laughs> they want to know where that's going to come from. Well, I, I need to be able to come up with an answer. Right. It's not up here. So as I laid on the bed, I said to God, I said, God, I don't know where that money is, but you've already prepared it. That's right. You know where it's at. Yes. You know where it's at. So I'm not going to pray trying to get you to prepare that money. Right. It's already prepared. Right. I pray about moving into what you know. Yes. Listen, when you pray is not when God starts working. That's right. He already planned it before you prayed. When you pray is when you release your faith, inviting him to provide what he already planned into your need. But your praying doesn't get him on the, on the job. He already had it. He already had it prepared and planned. So when you approach it that way, it, it removes all the, all the struggle. God, you've already got a plan. All I've got to do is hear the plan. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is the great, greater one in me leading me into the plan. Yes. All I have to do is hear what he says. Yes. So this is what I said. Just a few moments, Father, you know where the money is. You know how for me to access that money. I don't know where it is, but you do. Yes. So I'm going to lay here and pray in the spirit until what you know becomes what I know. Amen until what you say floats up and enlightens my mind. So I'm just laying there praying in the spirit. I was not laying there trying to figure out where I could get $400,000. You get that? I was quieting my mind. If I prayed in the spirit, but I'm not quieting my mind, I'm going to miss hearing what the spirit's going to try to communicate to my knowledge, to my mind. So I quieted. See, that was key to hearing, was quieting. So I turned toward my spirit and I focused on my spirit because when you pray in the spirit, you should sense a bubbling up, so to speak. You should sense the movement of that life on the inside of you. Amen. The life of God, the ability of God, the movement of the Holy Ghost. You should sense the greater one within. Focus on that instead of focusing on what's opposing you. So I laid there and just prayed in the spirit for about 10 minutes, mind quiet. I was not trying to figure out my answer. That's so key. After about 10 minutes, all of a sudden, floated from here. It didn't come from outside here against my mind. It came from within floating up to my mind. Like I said, God doesn't speak to your mind. He speaks to your spirit. And as you turn toward your spirit then your spirit enlightens your mind. So here I'm praying in the Holy Ghost in other tongues. And as I'm praying, it was, I don't know how to say it other than it was like a bubble floated up. And in that was the knowledge. I knew exactly what to do. Knew exactly what, what, what to, uh, what step to take. 
And I did exactly what God said, and it worked out exactly the way God said it. See, it wasn't me forming a plan. It was me hearing what He had already planned. That came by following the Holy Spirit, recognizing His role in that and my role. My role is not to form it. My role is to hear it. He's planned it. The Holy Spirit takes the mind of God and imparts that into your spirit. So the more you pray in the Holy Spirit, the more sensitive you are to what the Spirit is communicating to your spirit because you're spirit-minded instead of natural mind-minded. You're not mindful of circumstances. You're not mindful of situations and pressure. When I received that communication that by tomorrow we need to know where you're getting $400,000, did pressure try to come? Sure did. But you know what I said? That's not my pressure. You're not taking with those words and and transmitting pressure to me. I choose if I open the door to pressure and I say no. Just because pressure comes doesn't mean I have to open the door to it. Uh, You have to practice this. You won't get there overnight. But I'll tell you what, you can start today. And as you start today, practice on the unimportant things of life. Because God will use the unimportant to train you for the important. I remember years ago when uh, my husband and I hadn't been married very long. And I would be out buying furniture. I remember one time in particular, we needed, a, we needed a sofa. I had the money for a sofa. I walked into a store. I found a sofa I wanted. I got ready to go buy it. And on the inside of me, I had a sense. That's not it. Don't do that. And I thought, it's a sofa. <laughs> it's not a life-changing decision. It's not going to alter the course of my life, right? But I recognized the Spirit of God said, don't do that. So I walked away. Because you can reason and say, I need a couch. I need a sofa. I need it today. I got the money. Why can't I get it? The Holy Spirit was not trying to deprive me of a sofa. He was training me to follow Him. He was using the unimportant to train me on so that when the important came, I recognize, ah, that's the spirit. But if I'm not going to follow him on the unimportant, I won't follow him. I won't be skillful enough to follow him on the important. Does that make sense? How many times we have sensed the spirit of God say to do something or not do something, you go, but that's no big deal. And you just override that. That's lack of skill. And you say, but it's not that big of a deal. No, the event might not have been that big of a deal, but the training is huge. The training, the preparation is a big deal. Amen. Um, If you take a child that you're taking them to learn swimming lessons, they're going to learn and you know um, they're going to stay in the kiddie end where they can touch. Right, well, maybe when they start. You see the deep end, they go, I don't want to go to the deep end. I don't want to go to the deep end. Well, baby, nobody's thrown you in the deep end. Get down here where you can touch. The Holy Spirit is going to train you in a way where it's easy for you to recognize. He's not going to train you in the deep end. 
And, and you try to show a child uh, how to float. And that, you know, you just lay back and you let the water support you. If you struggle against the water, you start sinking. But if you relax on that water, it supports you. And they say, I'm not trying to learn how to float. I'm trying to learn how to swim. Yes, baby, but there's going to come a time when you're swimming, you're going to need to know how to float. So we're not training you just for right today. We're training you for down the road. Maybe you're out in the ocean somewhere. And you get stranded, you get carried out a little further and you get, you, you, you get tired. You may need to know how to float for a little bit. You see, you don't know what's ahead that we're training you for. The Holy Ghost is the same way. If he's training you on something that doesn't seem to matter, it might not matter to that situation, but it matters to your future. It matters to where you're headed. So take and allow the Holy Spirit because when you need to know what is the Spirit of God saying to you in the face of a physical need, maybe the doctors are saying, you need this procedure done on you. You need to know what is the Spirit of God saying to me. Not just what do I want Mm -hmm. in this situation, but what is the Spirit saying to me? Because He will have something to say to you in every situation of life so that you know what the highest flow is for you in that situation. Amen. So don't treat lightly the training. No, you won't get there overnight. Will you make mistakes? Probably. That's why he trains us on the unimportant where it's not going to take your life off course. But if we'll be good students on that, the daily things of life, practice turning toward the Holy Spirit on the daily things of life. And you'll get to the point to where it's not long periods of prayer that helps you here. It's in a moment you'll recognize, oh, he's leading me this way. Or a moment you'll recognize, oh no, don't do that. That his, his, his leading doesn't have to be labored over. Because we can come to such a place of sensitivity and being acquainted with him that in a moment we'll know exactly what to do. Because not every situation gives you hours to go pray. You need to know in a moment what decision to make. Amen. Well, these are some of the things that we're teaching in our book called Following the Holy Spirit. My, my, my. There's so much to learn. And it is critical that we learn to follow the greater one. Uh, it, it, was, it doesn't benefit us the same to have the greater one in us if, he, if we live ignoring him. So you can go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and place your order there and we'll get it right out to you. And you don't want to miss upcoming episodes. We're going to keep going on this. But until next time, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Romans 8.14, God gives His children the promise that He will lead them by His Spirit, so we have a right to expect to be led. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. We cannot live the life God authored for us without His power. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.